The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through uh, the weekend's picks, how we got on, and we're going to preview next week. Uh, and as ever, joined for my Sunday night chat uh, is Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. I had to quickly run and grab some water before you were doing that intro. <laughs> so I didn't uh, notice you'd gone. You threw me because I minimized my screen and you were there. And then when <laughs> I pulled it back up again, you'd gone. It was like some sort of Houdini magic trick. But yeah, yeah, back in full yeah. Technicolor. I'm doing well, man. It's uh it's been a fun uh baseball week and weekend. You know, we still have some games going on here, but um I'll be honest, I know we said that Sundays are going to be a little more relaxed for us, so um, haven't done much prep. I, I do have picks, but you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to Sunday shows are going to be more relaxed for us. Cause I know you said you're going to be work, uh, recording from the couch there. And then we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to relax on Sundays. I am back on the couch again. I always pull double duty on a Sunday. I have, to, I have the small boys football team on a Sunday morning and then I play baseball, believe it or not, on a okay. Sunday afternoon. Um, they put me in the development squad. Mm-hmm. I'm a 45-year-old man, Moonaf. I'm not sure how much development I have left in me, I'll be honest. They're <laughs> trying to squeeze every bit of development left out of me. Um, so, yeah, I've run out. I th- what I thought was, if I'm going to sit here and talk about it, I need a little bit of hands-on experience. So I run around the local field with a whole load of unathletic, pasty, white Northern Englishmen. <laughs> um, but yeah, get the hang. It's good fun, like I suppose. It uh, keeps me out of mischief. Yeah, we're right in the middle of the uh, Sunday night slate of games. Yeah. Uh, there's been quite a lot of run score, actually. I was going to mention that last night. Um, mm-hmm. There was 175 runs scored last night. Yeah. Now, we've spoke... Um, already this season about the um, pitchers being ahead of the bats Mm -hmm. and the bats are a little bit quieter and there is a weather angle uh, and there is an angle of the the hitters ramping up. So do you think last night was maybe a a portent of what's to come? I've had a look tonight just to see if if the trend would kind of follow and the games that have finished early have actually been relatively low scoring. We've got a three, a six, a five and a seven. Um, The games that are in play though, there's there's a couple of 11s out there and an eight. So, Mm. I mean, is this a, Type you is this a traditional thing? Do you think we're uh, we're looking for more runs as the as the weather gets warm as we go on? Yeah, um, you know we, we had talked about this earlier on on our, one of our earlier shows in our podcast, and I, I think the case might be that 
um, in April, again, you know, weather is still a concern from some cities. I mean, we saw some games that got snowed out. You know, I think it was the, the Mets game where they got snowed out. And uh, I think it takes a while for the for the bats to catch up um, to the to the pitchers, especially early on in the season, because, you know, again, you're still trying to get your timing down. Um, you know, organizations are still dealing with COVID situations, right? You know, spring training may not have been the full blown type of spring training that they had, you know, before COVID happened. So uh, I, I think those are contributing factors. And again, weather is uh, another contributing factor, you know, as we get into the summertime here in the month, rest of the month of May and going into the hotter months of June, July, and August, um, you know, obviously when it's hotter, the ball is going to fly further out. And then, you know, also want to take into consideration um, wind, right. You know, just like in golf, or even football, right? If there's a wind factor that, you know, if the wind is blowing in from the outfield or if it's blowing out, obviously that's going to, you know, determine if there's going to be more home runs in the game or, or you know, things like that. So, you know, those are some of the things that you kind of want to really consider. And I think I've never been one to really check weather reports, but I did start doing that when I, when I started handicapping baseball because that was really important, you know? We had talked about that earlier, like places like the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field a place where it's really windy in Chicago. We got to check that weather report. Um, so, you know, I, I think as more and more we get along in these podcasts, I think we'll start discussing those type of points more and more. Yeah. The, the Slack channel is a good place for uh, people pointing things like, mm. like that out the, uh, the sports gambling uh, podcast network Slack channel. Yeah. Um, there's often some late, some late information will come in there uh, with around about half an hour at the first pitch. You'll get someone, uh, you'll get some local knowledge. It's always good to get a, a little bit of local knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so our we recorded on Thursday night, Moonaf, and we made our weekend picks. Yeah. And uh, the results are in. Um, mm-hmm. We I tell you what, we did all right. You know, we nearly hit the magical six for six. Um, yeah. Will joined us on Thursday night. Will Moorman. Yeah. Uh, and we took a lock each, and we took a dog each, giving us six picks. Um, do you want to start with your two? Your lock was uh, the White Sox against the Royals, and mm. these are these are nice ones because you, you can you can get a lucky win. We've talked before. I, I kind of had my lucky win when uh, Boston beat Degrom uh, one to nothing. This was a win where you get the win, but then the process seemed beautiful. Like um, the White Sox won it three to nothing, yeah. and that's kind of a that that's like a perfect betting win if you're if you're taking uh, a pitcher feeding the opposition pitcher your process was spot on Muna. yeah i mean we had back the white Sox with carlos rodon um against the cincinnati royals there i believe it was wednesday but wednesday or thursday i believe um but you know regardless he 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 went out and pitched well i thought he would have gone you know one more inning uh, then he pinched. I mean, he pinched a fantastic game, right? Six innings. Five, he only gave up five hits, eight strikeouts, no walks. And then the bullpen came in and did their work. Um, and, you know, they they pitched a complete game uh, shutout against the Royals. So, you know, Rodon, again, I think might be the front runner for, or at least in contention for the Cy Young early on here in the American League. And he showed that against the Royals. And then my uh, dog was that first game game one where Patrick Corbin was taking the mound against the New York Yankees. Um, he got that was a, little... a big price as well, Moonaf, because yeah. we said at the time we weren't entirely sure if he would be a dog. Right. And then you messaged me later on saying he was, what, what plus 162 roundabouts? Yeah, 162, 165, 168 on a couple books. And I was surprised to see 
him being that big of a dog. I mean, we know we had discussed that it might be a slight underdog, maybe close to even, you know, even a pick them, but um, it, the game got off to kind of a uh, rough start, at least for, um, for Patrick Corbin. He gave up the home run to DJ LeMahieu on the, on, on against the first batter. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let's see what happens. And then I think they had exploded. They had came back and tied the game up. Oh, sorry. They got three in the top of the second on home runs by Josh Bell and Jan Gomes. And then the Yankees came back and tied. And then, you know, from the eighth inning, they scored six in the eighth and then two in the ninth. And they got the W 11 to four. So, um, you know, another winning week. I hope our listeners and everybody cashed with us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue that into this week. And you also had a perfect, perfect week um, for our listeners and yourself also. Yeah, well, before we get to my picks, uh, quickly, Moonaf, you put out a, a plus 515 parley as well. Oh, Want to talk yeah. us through that? I mean, come on, <laughs> sit there all coy. Expect me not to mention it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I put out a weekly column for MLB props, and, uh, you know, obviously the props did not do so hot uh, this week, but, you know, Sean has been wanting me to put out a bonus parlay with the NBA prop. Uh, column in the MLB a prop column I do weekly. So um, I, I just tied those two picks together. You know, we took uh, Patrick Corbin against the Yankees, Carlos Rodon against the uh, or uh, sorry, the Royals. And then I tied in my man, uh, Jack Flaherty, who was pitching for the Cardinals that night. And uh, that, that parlayed for me at plus five fifteen. So all about, it was a great week for me and great week for uh, the MLB gambling podcast. And um you know, hopefully we can just continue it all season, man. I'm, I'm really excited for this baseball season. Yeah, it was a good week. You mentioned Jack uh, Flaherty for the Cardinals, and that brings in Will Moorman, because that was Will's luck, uh, cards v. the Rockies. It was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, yeah. Again, Will's process was spot on. He, he mentioned that they were trotting out uh, Chichi Gonzalez, yeah. the Rockies, and... The Rockies took an early lead, but then Gonzalez gave up three in the first, and the Cards ended up way ahead. It was at one point it was about eight to one, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and then they kind of fell in a hole and got back to eight seven, uh, and the Cards got there in the end. So it was a bit of a roller coaster that one. Yeah, um, that that was a that was a fun game too to watch. Keep your eye on. I know it's kind of I try not to watch the games because I have money on them, so I, I get really nervous. But uh, I was watch, I was trying to uh, you know keep up with the score and uh, felt good with the result. Obviously, uh, Will's dog was the one out of the six that let us down, and that was a wild game as well. He picked, mm-hmm. he took Dylan Bundy and the Angels yeah. over the Dodgers last night. Um, at one point, was it? They'd finished fourteen eleven and. They were well. They looked out of it, and then the Angels scored eleven runs yeah. um, in the seventh and the eighth. They scored seven and four, uh, and nearly, nearly got out of jail. Um, but we've talked about the uh, the process uh, being good in our bets, and that one, Dylan Buddy had been shelled. Um, yeah. You would have taken the lucky win if the if the held on. Um, but yeah, that was the one of the six that let us down because um, my two landed, fortunately. Um, I'd mentioned on Thursday when we were recording that I'd changed my mind a lot. I'm not, it's never a good idea when you're gambling. <laughs> I'd, I'd changed my mind a lot. I actually jumped off. This one worked out because I jumped off uh, Zach Plesak mm-hmm. and the Indians. Um, Plesak threw eight scoreless uh, and took the L. Um, yeah. They lost 
uh, one to nothing to a no hitter. So, or it was a complete game or a no hitter? I think it was a no hitter. No, oh, it wait. was. Um, yeah, <laughs> Wade yeah, Wade Miley, Miley you're going to say yeah. yeah. No he's uh, he's featured quite a lot in the first few weeks on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so talking about needing a little bit of luck, I mean, if if I'd gone for Plesak, who throws eight scorers uh, and goes down, but luckily enough, um, I picked Akidi uh, against the Blue Jays. He did the same as Cole when he gave up a home run in the first as well. Yeah. Um, but the Astros came back and comfortably saw off the Blue Jays. Uh, 11 to 4 maybe and then my dog I was really pleased with this again like your Rodon um, process this was really good um, Kevin Gosman and the Giants against the Padres last night and was really never in danger he, he got he got well into the well into the sixth inning um, gave up one run um, the bats just kept chipping away for San Francisco and that was a fairly bloodless victory whenever in doubt so all three locks it and two of the three dogs. So if you were following uh, our picks from Thursday night, you'll have done okay there. Um, yeah. My tally site picks, I mentioned on Thursday that I, I, I was fighting back is what I had to be doing. I'd had a bad Monday and I was clawing my way back. Go, go, last night, I'd fought back to 39 and 39 and I've got the early four for four tonight. So I'm now 43 and 39. So uh, head above water and we're staying above the, uh, staying above that 500 line. Um, tally site for you, Munaf. Have you been grinding away? Yeah, um, it wasn't working for me this morning, but I know maybe I was just having some technical issues, but um you know, 36 and 37 for this week, like we mentioned, you know, staying above that 500 mark. And if you take a look at our overall percentage, every single one of us is above 500 right now. Uh, Will is just having an absolutely fantastic week, 53 and 27 wow. this week, pummeling the numbers at 66%. So um, again, if you're a baseball better, make sure to check out our tally site picks on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Just hit that MLB tab. You'll see MLB picks from Malcolm, myself, Will the Man, and, and uh, Nick Dan. You know, I'm going to have to reach out to Nick. You know, hopefully we can maybe get him on a show here uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks here. So it'll be interesting to get his take so far on the season. Yeah, we've said before as well, if you get across there and have a look, right the hot hand. So yeah. uh, Will... Clearly, this week is doing something right. Um, and uh, what fifty three and twenty seven, absolutely unbelievable record yeah. for Will. Uh, so get across there and just see uh, where all the little green ticks are next to. If you see green ticks, you you can't go far wrong. Um, so some bits and bobs of news uh, that are going to affect stuff this week. Just tonight, uh, we t- Sunday night tends to be injury night. We had a lot of injuries last Sunday. Yeah. Um, Jacob de Grom, um, and this is a huge one, uh, although this only happened about an hour ago, so we have no um, real substance to any information. But he left in the sixth inning tonight. The Mets beat the D-backs 4-2. Uh, de Grom got the win, had gone six innings, but came out to um, his warm-up pitches in the sixth and felt something and had to depart. Now, yeah, he'd missed a start or they'd pushed back his start a few days because right. um, he'd had some tightness in his lat. So we don't know if it was related to that. But um, this will be an absolutely huge blow uh, for DeGrom. It, he was my pre-season pick for the Cy Young betting. It wasn't a particularly original pick. Well, I mean, it was a big price, 72 um, plus 450 uh, was a big price. Um, if DeGrom 
does have to leave. Does, does that have an impact on any on any Cy Young bit? And I suppose it's too early to tell me enough, but um, yeah. for the Mets, um, that that would be a huge blow. Yeah, and especially with that Noah Syndergaard, who's obviously he's who has missed all last season with his injury. But um, I was just when while you were talking, I wanted to see if there was an update on Jacob Degrom, and I quickly saw that their manager said he's going to go for an MRI on his right side tightness, and this is a separate injury from his lat oh, okay. injury of last week. So, um, you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious for him. Man, and the game is always better when DeGrom is out there and, um, you know, one of the best pitcher, if not the best pitcher, pitcher in the National League. Um, so hopefully, you know, these injuries kind of mount up on, especially on Sundays for some reason when we're recording. But uh, hopefully nothing too serious and if he comes out okay, maybe he'll miss a couple starts here. But um uh, again, hopefully he doesn't miss some extended time for, for the Mets because that's that's their ace. And, you know, we can talk about their pitching after that. You know, Marcus Stroman has, is having a decent season, but after that it's kind of uh, a little lackluster for, for, the, for the Mets. Yeah, um, sticking with the Mets, um, I don't know how much you've seen of this Munaf. Was it a mm. raccoon? Was it a rat? Was it a possum? Have you any <laughs> yeah. idea what I'm talking about? I saw that. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I think it was who was uh, Lindor and uh, was it Peter Alonso McNeil, or it Jeff was. McNeil? Yeah, they were. They looked at something in the dugout there, down there in the tunnel, and uh, they kind of just scrambled towards the dugout. And we're not. We're still not sure what it is. I don't know if they've confirmed it or not. I don't know if you saw a report or not. But well, what I, what I think happened was is they were having a fight the two of them. Um, okay. And obviously, there there there'd been some confusion out in the field for the second time that week. Obviously, mm. they, they have, um, Lindor's new to uh, New York. Right. And a couple of balls, uh, a couple of liners had got through the second base area mm-hmm. uh, into the outfield and they'd kind of looked at each other. So miscommunication. And then the second time, it kind of spilled over into the tunnel. Uh, and they'd had, it happens in every sports team. Yeah. It's not a big deal. They'd ended up, I don't know if it was uh, fisticuffs um, fisticuffs that's a good English word um, mm. and so I don't know if they'd, they'd come to blows or they were just having a bit of a heated debate um, but obviously after the game they had to uh, they had to tell the press something so what they told everyone was that uh, there, were, <laughs> okay. there was a raccoon or a rat or possibly a possum uh, running around in the tunnel uh, in the dugout area so they just all went to see what that was so uh, that made me laugh. But since then, actually, they've been hitting 440, the two of them. Uh, and they've been beating their chests and uh, it seems to have perked them up a little bit as well. So uh, that was an odd one. Um, something I looked at for a betting angle, Moonoff, which is obviously mm-hmm. why we're here. The yep. Ghost Runner games. Um, mm-hmm. We had another one last night where, and we've talked about this before, games are finishing tied. Phillies Braves tied at 3-3. Mm-hmm. Um, the game finishes 8-6. Now that's, that's a new thing. Yeah. And this has happened a lot. So if you're betting in play, um, I looked at it tonight. I thought I'm going to follow this trend. And then obviously tonight there was one uh, game went to the 10th and it finished 2-1. Mm-hmm. There was only one more run scored. Yeah. Uh, so that immediately uh, dampened my fire a little bit because I thought, oh, I'm onto something here. But mm-hmm. um, it's kind of standard that teams are going to score at least one run each and maybe tie that way and keep and keep adding runs on. So if you're betting in play, if if, if the game's finished 3-3, three, three, mm-hmm. um, would that line then be over? It's got to go to seven. So would the line be over seven and a half? And then this game ended up, like I say, it ended up, what, 11 
Uh, eight, eight to six. Eight to six, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that a legit betting angle, Moon Afro? I'm just going a little bit mad. I think so. I think we've seen, a, <clears throat> sorry, a multiple times this season where the game look like looks like it's trending to go under the total that's been posted pre-game. Let's just say the total was seven for the game. And, and you know, you're heading into extra innings at tied at two apiece. There's a real possibility that that game's going to get tied up again at 3-3 because of the ghost runner rule that we have in MLB now with the runner starting on second with zero outs, right? So let's just say, for example, uh, you have your ghost runner on second, the first guy hits a, a deep fly ball, and that runner tags up to third. All of a sudden, you have a guy on third with, with one out, and now if he hits a single or a wild pitch or something like that, they take the lead. And the same thing can happen in the bottom too, right? So, you know, like you mentioned the the example last night where the game finished 8-6. I think if you see it somewhere around the seventh or eighth inning, maybe possibly top of the eighth inning where the game is tied, and it looks like it's heading into uh, extra innings, you might want to take a look at taking the over uh, alive in-game. Maybe you see at 2-2, maybe a 6.5 or, or a 7. You know, it's it's possible that like we have this ghost runner rule that it's going to end up going over. It's definitely an angle to keep an eye on because I don't know um, if the bookmakers would be keeping up to that. Uh, obviously, they're, they're not silly, uh, the bookmakers. You never see a, a poor bookie. But um, mm. particularly, and I, and I do feel this with the British bookmakers, they're not sitting taking a load of action on yeah. uh, on Sunday Night Baseball tonight. I mean, there's been Premier League all day. Um yeah all sorts of things going on. So I do think they can sort of fall asleep at the wheel um, a little bit. And it's a different game when you've got a runner on second and no outs. What you what you find, runs are getting scored on throwing errors, the catchers trying to throw a runner out at third, that runner comes around. It's a tightly different game to yeah. the start starting the, the the top of an inning um, with no outs. Yeah. Um, it... it I mean, there'll be there'll be someone better than me who's crunched numbers, uh, and I might if I get some time try and hunt try and hunt some stats down this week because I think it's definitely a legit a legit angle or certainly something something to look at, and we're always trying to get an advantage. Um, Acuna, Ronald Acuna uh, has gone day to day, hit by a pitch, I think, and the Braves have been scuffling along um, again Sunday night injuries, but um, that'll be that'll be a blow for Atlanta if he has to miss any time, Muna. Yeah, I mean, it seems like like superstars are, are getting hurt early on in the season. We had mentioned this in the uh, baseball Slack channel for SGPN that Acuna got hit. I think he got hit on the hand by a fastball when he, you know, he was up to bat and had to get an MRI. I think the MRI came by back negative, and like you said, he's day-to-day right now. So, again, you know, I mean, it, we've talked about how injuries are just part of the game right and it's tough especially in baseball when you're when you're a batter and you're looking at pitches coming at you anywhere from 90 to 95 miles an hour and and if it connects on your hand or your or your forearm or or somewhere in that region where it can possibly break something it's tough to see and thankfully it was nothing too serious for Ronald Acuna because he's one of the young superstars in our league uh, the franchise player for the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, again, the game is always good when all the all-stars and superstars of the league are always playing. Um, so, you know, hopefully it's not, he's not out for too long and um, 
maybe the other bats for the Braves can now step up the likes of Freddie Freeman and, and um, Ozuna and guys like those can really step up for the Braves. I tell you what, going back to my baseball adventures today, I have played bat and ball sport before. I've played cricket, which is similar, a hard ball. But yeah. um, we've been training, doing spring training and stuff, and it's been quite a lot of soft toss. Well, today we sort of did some live pitching, and there's quite a lot of expats over here. So there's a few Americans play, there's a couple of Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got quite a lot of Japanese and Korean students at the okay. University of Newcastle. It's obviously their national sport. Um, but I faced a... Mexican lad today and I managed to get the bat on the ball and I honestly thought my teeth were going to fall out. It sent shudders up my, like up my arm, so into my skull. I was shaking. Um, I saw a hobbled along the first base. Um, I think the, the third, the third baseman dropped it. So I managed to get on base, but my teeth were shaking in my head. Like, uh, and I, and he was probably pitching at about 75 miles an hour. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't fancy taking a, taking a fastball anyway. Yeah. Cause I did think I was going to lose all my teeth the, <laughs> this afternoon. Uh, the yeah. New York Yankees. We talked about this last week. Uh, Luke Voigt should be back Tuesday by all accounts. Yep. Uh, Gio Scheller wasn't missed that much time. Was also going to be back. Um, and the Yankees just starting to, Turn the screw a little bit, Moon. Off the uh, so we talked them into form. Um, they sneaked past the Nationals three uh, two tonight. Yep. Um, they sneaked past the Nationals last night as well. I think didn't they against four to three? Yeah, Max Scherzer. I mean, Max Scherzer was a dog. I thought it was um, incredible. Like, and he did absolutely everything correctly. Uh, and the pen blew up. Um, the Yankees won that in 11. But yeah, the Yankees are now starting to put it together. Two one-run wins, which is always a good sign. Um, and then Luke Voigt, who is a big uh, a big piece for them. Uh, one of their power hitters. And uh, Gio Shella coming back. So um, New York might just start going on that run um, that we anticipated when we were talking about how bad they'd been a couple of weeks back. Yeah, I mean, that Max Scherzer in the Nationals lost there. I mean, that that was really tough. I mean, you take a look at his stat line for Scherzer against the Yankees, seven and a third, only allowed two hits, one and run 14 strikeouts. Um, and then, you know, their bullpen, like you mentioned, kind of imploded. They gave up a run in the bottom of the ninth, the bottom of the 10th, and then the bottom of the 11th. So, you know, those are those are those losses are kind of hard to swallow, especially when you're in a division where it's really wide open. And at the end of the season, every single one is going to matter in that NL East division. So to drop a game like that, especially with one of your better pitchers, if not your ace on the mound was tough. And they could have easily stolen two out of three from the Yankees if they were able to close it out. But, you know, like you mentioned with the Yankees, now they're getting their hopefully they can get their heavy hitters back. And then, you know, we start seeing what we expect from these Yankee lineups to be power hitters and hitting for average and, and putting up the runs that we're kind of used to when this lineup is healthy. But um, yeah, they sque- squeaked out a, a win last night and also got one today. So maybe the tide is turning after, you know, we call them out in our first or second episode for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I've noticed Aaron Hicks has just started warming back up for them as well. Uh, if you are a DFS player, he's been moving back up the order. He started the season batting three. Um, he slipped down to six or seven, but he's now just starting to put bat to ball and moving back up that order. So you can get Aaron Hicks at a decent price. Uh, if you're looking for a, for a DFS player, uh, the final um, one we're going to touch on is Byron Buxton uh, for the twins onto the 10 day IL with a hip strain. 
um, the Twins already struggling. Um, and this is a big blow. They've got a big series coming up this week, which I've written down to talk about later mm-hmm. against the White Sox. Yeah. Um, and the White Sox have already got a decent lead on them. They'll be looking to press that advantage this week. And Buxton um, had been a standout uh, for Minnesota. Um, and they, that might just put them kind of behind the eight ball because they're already playing catch-up. And their margin for error um, has already slimmed right down. Yeah, and I was just taking a look at a report for Byron Buxton that he might be out for even more than 10 games, especially w- with a hip, which... It's a really tricky uh, <clears throat> injury, especially in baseball, right? Because, you know, you're, especially with batting, that that's what primarily is kind of what you're using. But, you know, we take a look at this lineup for, for, for the Twins. I mean, now that you're losing Byron Buxton, who's going to step up, right? Nelson Cruz is a guy that hits for power, but he's also batting 294 this season. Um, outside of that, I mean, they might be in a little trouble. They might be in a little bit of trouble here, especially with the big series coming up against, um, the, I think, believe the White Sox this week or this week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then they have uh, the A's and the White Sox again, and then the Angels and the Indians. So um, from a betting perspective, you know, you might want to start looking at what this team is doing offensively, especially in these early series against the uh, Chicago White Sox. I mean, White Sox have been one of the best if not the best starting rotation ERA wise and getting wins wise um, in the, in the entire league so far. So, you know, we might want to start looking at fading, fading the Minnesota twins, but again, you know, a lot of injuries, some more impactful to teams than others, but I think the one for the twins with Byron is going to be a little more significant than like that of Ronald Acuna or, or, you know, Jacob deGrom for, for the Mets, just because of what he means to that lineup. Yeah, for for a team that's already struggling as well, I, I think you're right for a betting angle. We've been expecting the Twins to bounce back. Yeah. Uh, and they just haven't, and they haven't really broken out. We keep seeing the they crush lefties. I've been stacking them up in DFS against lefties. Yeah. Um, and they haven't been. They haven't. Uh, they were due to take on Matt Boyd tonight, actually. I was I was going to watch that with interest. Matt Boyd, the lefty, who loves to give up a home run. That's one of his favourite things. Um yeah. But we never got a chance to see that game. That's been rained out. So, yeah, yeah I do think they're fading the Twins because they're still relatively well thought of. And I think and people are expecting them to break out of this stump. Uh, so, a fade of the Twins. Um, certainly maintain a watching brief over the next couple of weeks for those. Um, so, Moonaf, what I thought we'd have a chat about tonight. We've we've tackled a few divisions um, over the last couple of weeks we, we've taken on two or three divisions um, but I thought we'd go to one of the player prop markets tonight um, mm-hmm. 30 odd days into the season seems a good a good time to check in on uh, the home run leaders um, and see if there's any value it's a, it's a good market this because it's a little yeah. bit like a almost like a golf market where you you look at a nine nine to one favorite so you can pick yourself two or three Two or three bats, if you've got a if you've got a fancy in there. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what we'll I'll take you through. Um, I'll, I'll split them up kind of into tiers, Moonaf, so we can sort of go go tier by tier or category by category. Um, in terms of the odds, um, mm-hmm. we've got Ronald Acuna Jr., who aforementioned uh, has hurt his hand. Um, he's the nine to one. Favorite. This is with um, 
Betway uh, boogie in the UK. I'm sure there's um, all sorts of uh, bookmakers in the US that have got this priced up. But any any UK betters, uh, I found this up on Betway today. Uh, so Ronald Acuna Jr. at nines, and then uh, tightly packed in behind Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton at ten to one and eleven to one. For Fernando Tatis, 12s, Trout 14s, Hoskin 15s, Devers Cruz 16s, and then Harper Alonso and Matt Olsen 18s, 20 to 1 bar those. But I mean, this is a deep market. I mean, this goes down to 100 to 1 yeah. and beyond. Um, so looking at the current leaders, um, Ronald Acuna is. Uh, one of a three-way tie on 10 home runs at the top, along with Shohei Otani and J.D. Martinez. So from the favourites, what you've seen so far, Munaf, do any of those prices jump out at you? Acuna, Judge Stanton, Tati Stroud? I think we can make, I think the tough part is that we can make a case for almost any of the guys at that top of that list, right? Because like, so the guys that you did mention, like J.D. Martinez, a guy that uh, is on one on my team with the Red Sox, is a guy that can go out and hit 40-plus home runs any single season for you. Uh, Ronald Acuna now maybe with the injury, with, especially to his wrist, you know, that's that might get a little tough, but, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. I, I think the one guy that we may want to keep an eye on here is uh, is Stanton with the Yankees, right? Because he does have nine home runs. He's actually batting 292 this season. And that's really kind of sometimes unheard of for, for, for Stan. He's a, a guy that usually hits for power, quickly trying to put, pull up his batting average stats over his last you know couple seasons here with, with the Yankees. You know, back in 2018 when they acquired him, he batted 266, had 38 home runs, and then he's had an injury riddled season since then. Finally healthy this season. In 30 games, he has nine home runs. He's batting 292. So I think that's one guy that you possibly want to keep an eye on. And I think obvious, I think the other obvious choice for me would probably be Mike Trout. I mean, this guy anytime can get up there and from any part of the plate can hit a home run. Um, you know, and I, I think one thing that I do want to mention is looking at um, ballparks that are beneficial to the hitter. There, there's something called a park factor that you can find on ESPN and some of these other analytical websites where it kind of tells you what ballparks are good for is a, is a hitter's ballpark. So I think at the top of the list, you'll see the Cincinnati Red Stadium. Um, I believe the other one is the Miami Marlins and then the Kansas City Royals. Um, Atlanta Braves. So some of the names that are kind of up there that we talked about might, you know, be someone to kind of take a look at, like you mentioned with, with some of these names. I, three, the, I quickly want to mention the three guys that I had a place to bet on early on in the season for home run leaders. And that was just because of pure value that I found was um, Jordan Alvarez, you know, I think his numbers have kind of come down. I so, uh, we could get to him in a little bit. I had Jorge Soler. He's been battling injury and, and you know, not really having a great season. Another guy that I found tremendous value on was Franmel Reyes of the Indians. And I found him at 150 to one. So if that guy is, a, is a, yeah. So if that's a guy that can stay healthy, um, you know, he's going to always be in contention for that home run leader 
um, uh, for, 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 for the season. So I, and those, those are some of the guys that I have been on, but getting back to the tier list, I think the two guys I would probably want to take a look at are Stan and Trout. Yeah, I think um, Stanton, I took in our tally site uh, preseason picks, I took Stanton. I mean, you've got to remember Stanton's got a 59 homer year with the Marlins. Yeah. Um, he was predicted, his line was round about 38 and a half this year, mm-hmm. um, which is only three under the, the, the two top um, projections were Peter Alonso and Mike Trout, both at 41 and a half. Um, now, again, you see, you've, uh, you've you've read my mind a bit here because, again, it's not particularly the original choice. Now, the next sentence I'm going to say isn't for the sake of blowing my own trumpet. When I tipped the Kentucky Derby winner at 20 to 1 last week, Moon mm-hmm. the reason I gave um, was that after the event, we'd be all sitting here saying it was obvious. Why Why did we not pick that? It was the obvious selection. Yeah. Um, and this is that's what I feel about Mike Trout. Um, so he's sitting in the minute with eight. He's two off the pace. That's largely irrelevant. I mean, he, yeah. by, he, by 10 o'clock tonight, he could be at the lead. You know, he has one good game. So hmm. uh, he's, he's sitting with eight, but he's second in ISO power. He's just... He's he's just good. He's he's the best, and um, I don't see uh, particular injury risk. Although you can't you can't factor in that if you're if you're backing Giancarlo Stanton, you are backing the fact that he's going to stay healthy. That's what you're picking because if yeah. he stays healthy, he's he'd be he's going to be top two, top three. He's going to be there or thereabouts. And and I think the same with Mike Trout. If he stays healthy, he's going to be he's going to be top uh, top two or top three. Uh, Fran Del Reyes, who you mentioned there, uh, he's twenty to one on the list that I fetched out early. Uh, so you've got yourself a real good price there. Yeah. Um, where's he started? He's sitting on eight. Yeah, he's at sitting eight. Sitting on eight home runs, um, average of two seventy one, and yeah, that ISO power over um three one eight uh, three eighteen. Uh, Fran Del Reyes for the ISO power. Yeah, so on. yeah, really, really good start there. Um, there's a few players who've started well, mm-hmm. uh, who are further down the list. Who, uh, the Red Sox, Rafael Devers, he hit another one tonight. Yeah, um, he looks rock solid. Um, hit, I think that was his eighth, or was it his ninth, possibly tonight? Uh, yeah, then went was on eight or went to eight. Um, he's moved to eight tonight. So yeah. again, put him on the. Uh, two behind but he's um that Red Sox lined up's going well yeah and uh Rafael Devers 16 to 1 a little bit skinny for me but um he certainly uh he started the season as if he doesn't look like slowing down Munaf yeah I mean you have two guys for the this Red Sox lineup that are tops in the league in home runs right like you mentioned Rafael Devers and JD Martinez and they're both hitting for average too right JD Martinez is batting 333 on the season Rafael Devers, 288. So I think when you have two guys that number one can hit for average and number two hit for power at the same time, your lineup is going to be in good shape. Another guy in the lineup that's not a power hitter, but they can absolutely hit above 300, Xander Bogarts, who's an absolutely fantastic player, may underrated, probably one of the best shortstops in the league. Um, that really doesn't kind of get that recognition because there's some you know other bigger names, but... Um, going back to Mike Trout, I quickly want to throw this out. I quickly pulled up the slugging percentage 
four players so far this season. And I think this is this is going to tell you how how great of a hitter Mike Trout is. His slugging percentage this season so far is 735. <laughs> okay. The next guy on the list is Ronald Acuna Jr. at 652. So, I mean, that's almost a full 10 percentage points higher than than the next guy on the list for Mike Trout. You take I've got those at- numbers in front of me, enough, and it looks like a typo. There's such a clear, <laughs> yeah, clear. I mean, if they if they actually left a, a representative gap, you'd you'd have to scroll down pages to find everybody else. Everyone bunched in behind, going from it's, it's- uh, from six fifty six thirty. And uh, this place, I mean, directly below. Um, on the home run list, you uh, is Marcus Simeon, who's yeah. stuck in his four seventy six. I yeah. mean, it's not even close. <laughs> they're, they're playing different sports. Like, um, yeah, you're, you're talking a small into this, Munaf. Um, with every with every stat, it nudges us more towards Mike Trout. Yeah, and Mike Trout. You take a look. I was talking about park uh, uh, park factors for where where hitters are successful, or it's a hitter's ballpark. We're trying to find where the Angel Stadium is here. They're number 11 on that list. So above average, obviously, with, with, with the park factor. I just kind of imagine if Mike Trout played for, you know, the Braves or if he was on the Reds and, and the best ballpark for hitters, uh, where, where I mean, where his numbers would be. And then the last point on Mike Trout is you take a look at OPS. It's his is at twelve thirty. I think the next guy on the list is um, JD Martinez at uh, at a thousand seventy five. So I mean, I'm just hoping that Mike Trout can stay healthy all season, and I think that who knows? May, do you think one day that if this guy has a full healthy season, that he plays maybe a hundred and fifty or 155 games that he's able to break Barry Bond single season record of home runs. Do you think that's possible for him? I don't know. Nowadays that that's I think that ship sailed moon off. Um I mean what what's the number? Seventy something. Seventy five, right? Seventy two. Seventy five. That's a lot. I mean yeah. we were projecting we look at projections of what uh forty one uh, and a half for Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, he had 45 uh, in 2019. Averages uh, 35 and a half over the last four seasons. And yeah. he's not getting any younger. I think he might have just tipped 30 or he's turning 30 soon. Let me um, see if I can find that. Have to do, I mean, you're talking uh, doubling his output. He was on pace for 51 last year. He's 29. In the shortened season, yeah. So turning 30. I mean, that's an old... You know, I mean, I'm, put a line through that. I'm not ruling about because of his age, but... Yeah. I mean, you're talking doubling his output now. Yeah. Um, I could say you maybe get to 50 if he gets on a bit of a heater, get to 55, but get uh, 75, I think that ship might have sailed. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see. I just want to see Mike Trout healthy just for one full season. I think I think a minimum of 50 is that I think it's something that he can do for sure because, I mean, just the way that this guy swings the bat, um, I mean, from any part of the plate, you know, whether it's up, whether it's down, he, he can swing it for the, for the fences. Yeah, I think something that makes the price um, more attractive is the the competitors around him in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of quite a lot of red flags. I think people, uh, Peter Alonso, who was the the preseason joint favourite yeah. with um, with Mike Trout, uh, mm-hmm. predicted uh, forty one and a half, hasn't started 
particularly well. Yeah. Um, Shohei Otani, good, but will drop off and will miss a little bit of time, even just through pitching. Um, yeah. Reese Hoskins, he's just a bit meh. He's okay. Uh, Bryant, and then you've got the likes of Vlad. Um, Joey Gallo was pretty much all he did was hit bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this season, he's just started walking instead. Um, he actually had two last night, uh, which were just his second and third of the season. Um, Javi Baez is uh, up in the list. We've, we've He gets quite a lot of airtime on our show as well. Uh, Javi Baez is in there at 28 to 1. Um, and his peripherals are going in the right direction. Um, but they're just, we've, we've talked a few times about a lack of alternatives. And that does sound silly because this is just an absolute uh, wide open market. Yeah. Um, I mean, good at Ramon Laureano's uh, been on fire recently. Uh, Adolis Garcia from Texas, um, he's having a fun season. He hit another, he's in a grand slam tonight and he's up there on seven or eight. And Bobachette stood out to me a little bit as well. Um, I like Bobachette and I don't see an awful lot of um, regression coming. He's hit eight mm-hmm. uh, bombs. Um, I know comparing to the numbers to Mike Trout, he's he's slugging four eighty nine, which is not hmm. anywhere near the the seven thirty five. Um, but Bobachet wasn't even listed. Um, my odds get down to a hundred to one, uh, and there was no Bobachet in there. So at a really silly price, um, you could pick him out. Um, but do. Trout absolutely jumps off the page to me. Now, I know we're not going to win any prizes for tipping my Trout, but he's a 14 to 1 shot. Uh, if I could tell you, a, I could give you an unnamed player at 14 to 1, um, I think you'd absolutely snap your hand off. Like it's, it's a massive price. And I think you're virtually guaranteed to run for your money. Barring ill health, right. you are absolutely uh, guaranteed to run for your money. And he's going to be there or thereabouts. You get to September, yeah, you're going to have a squeak, which if when you take a, a long run up, on a 14 to one shot over a five month period, you just want to run for your money. That's all. Uh, you're not demanding winners. We're not picking minus, uh, minus one fifty shots here. Um, yeah. The other one I liked, and you've already mentioned him. Uh, and I know you were high on him pre-season moon off when we talked uh, is Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Um, clearly got a lot of power. Uh, he started well. I think, did he hit one last night? Maybe. Um, um, I'll double check that. You keep talking. Yeah, and he was roundabout. Is he forty to one? I think at the minute. Yeah, he's sitting on forty to one alongside Manny Machado. Uh, and it's a good fun fly. I think he's going to play every day. He's DHing. Mm. Um, Houston uh, isn't a bad park to hit in. And I think if uh, Jordan Alvarez can stay healthy and stay in that team, and we've no reason to doubt uh, that he will do, uh, I think he could give you a little run for your money as well. I just look, I wanted to pick one at a, at a bigger price, uh, and he was the one that stood out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you were right. He hit one last night. Um, yeah, I, you know, the biggest thing, especially following the Astros, since I'm here in Houston, is, you know, health is always a concern with with Jordan Alvarez, right? Because he's such a big guy, you know, he takes a toll on, on his knees. But again, absolute, like, power. I mean, when you talk about power, this guy has it. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy. He's muscular. I mean, just, just pure power. When you, when you think about home run hitting uh, home run hitters, you know, quickly trying to pull up his, his stats when he came up in 2019 in 87 games, he hit 27 home runs, right? Batted wow. 313, 78 RBIs, a slugging percentage of 655. So, you know, not, a, and again, not trout esque, but, that's pretty still impressive. Uh, 2020, you know, he was injury riddled season for him. Now that he's back this season, 
He's played in 26 games. He's hit six home runs. He's batting 347 for the Astros. So I'm hoping that this guy stays healthy. I did pick him up early on in the season at 20 to one, but you can find even better odds now, like you mentioned at 40 to one. So I think this is a guy that, you know, a guy that's pure power and a guy that can, you know, hit a dinger on any given night at any at bat is a guy that you probably want to have in your long-term yeah. portfolio. Yeah. Looking at that ISO power, um, Jordan Alvarez is ninth, uh, 277. Mm-hmm. And looking at the names around him, 10th is Giancarlo Stanton, who's been absolutely crushing the ball and who we've mentioned earlier on. And then you've got uh, Trout at two, uh, Fran Milreyes yeah. at six. So if that's a, uh, if that's an indication, if that's a good pointer, um, then yeah, I don't think, I think we're in the right uh, ballpark here. I think we're, I think we're barking up the right tree. Um, Trout at 14 to one. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is a fly return, 40 to 1. And then if you want to back Stanton, you're backing him on health. No problem with that whatsoever. Uh, and your 150 to 1, Fran Reyes, is absolutely uh, a live dog there, Moonaf. Yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good about that 150 to 1 ticket. I think I found a book sleeping on that number because I do have multiple outs. And then I, I saw him at a book where he was 20 to 1. And then I think another one, I'm like at 30 or 40 to 1. And when I saw that 150 to one, I, I quickly took, took that number. Um, so hopefully, you know, if, uh, if he's able to uh, win, win the home run leader uh, title this year, I, I'm going to have to come out there to Newcastle and, and uh, <laughs> take you out to dinner and buy you a couple of drinks. And uh, we'll, we'll celebrate that for sure. <laughs> Moon off. You have got yourself a deal there, my friend. <laughs> Look forward to it. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. So if you want a little bit of 14 to 1 Mike Trout, if you want a bit of 40 to 1 Jordan Alvarez, get your bonus, get to win bet, get signed up. Uh, what's not to like about any of that? Even the best ball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three put with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. There's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Okay, Munaf. So we are going to get stuck into the early part of this week. Uh, Monday to Thursday, there's not many prices around. There's not many probable pitches about, um, but we'll try our best to give you a steer in some direction. Um, 
quiet start to the weeks. Just six games tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the Angels travel to your Houston Astros. Um, I mentioned on Thursday that uh, Houston had this 10-game homestand mm. coming up. Uh, started well. Um, did they win last night? Yeah, they did, didn't they? I think they um, lost last night. They got sorry, the, they yeah. got game one, but then they they lost. Yesterday. Yeah, that's, yeah. Currently, I think they're up right now. I think they've, seven they've, that's just gone final. They've won seven four. So, um, and yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be using this this home stand to uh, to try and to try and really get some momentum going. Uh, so that's a that's a good series to look out for. Yep, and. Uh, Boston taking on the Orioles again. Boston been doing really well. Um, they won the first three uh, against the O's, so they'll be looking to complete that sweep uh, this week. And then the game, um, interesting game that I looked at with the Giants. Uh, Alex Wood pitching uh, for them tomorrow, and the Giants have quietly sort of assembled this. Um, there's kind of a cobbled together rotation. They've got Johnny Cueto back tonight. We've already talked about Kevin Gorsman, um, but Logan Webb, Aaron Sanchez. Um, they've got 20 and 13. We know they're in a tough division, but Alex Wood's another one uh, who was kind of broke and then the Giants have uh, taped him together and they've, uh, they're getting good results out of this whole rotation. I just pulled up the NL East, NL East, uh, sorry, West standings, and I'm I didn't catch this, but the Giants are number one in that division. They have a two and a half game lead. Yeah, yeah, and that's really surprising to me. Um, you know, like you mentioned, this is the best home team in the entire league right now. Twelve and three at home. They're little. They're a little. You know, not doing so well on the road. Eight and ten, but they're getting the job done where you need to at home. So, um, you know. Like you mentioned, the rotation doesn't have the glamour names that we talk about when it comes to pitching, but they're winning games, and that's kind of all that matters when you grind out wins, whether it's you know with pitching or you're playing small ball. Um, you know, again, if, if they they somehow keep this up throughout the season, that NOS division is going to get really interesting with, with with you know possibly with those three teams going at it, but. Um, we're just going to have to see how sustainable this is going to be for the San Francisco Giants. But you couldn't have for a better start if you're a Giants fan. 20 and 13 on the season, 12 and 3 and at home, winning the division in the month of May by two and a half games. So uh, definitely keep your eye out for the San Francisco Giants going forward. Yeah, they've, they've hung in well with the Padres and the Dodgers. They've, they've taken games off them when they've played this year. Um, I saw their playoff odds it moved to around about 20%, um, wow. which one in five. So if you can fight, if, you, if you're interested in that uh, as a little fun bet, possibly that might be for Giants fans only. Um, but the bigger, <laughs> they were, I mean, they were around about 40 to one dogs. So um, the fact that they've given themselves a chance, they did this last season as well. Yeah. Um, at halfway, they looked like, um, I, I think unintentionally, they'd got themselves into contention. Um, and they're kind of going that way a little bit again. So uh, that's 20% playoff chances. That's a, that's a good fun story worth following. Um, Tuesday really is where the where the real action starts. Um, there's a Phillies National Series start. However, um, I was just uninspired by the, the pitching matchup on Tuesday. It's Chase Anderson and Eric Feddy, yeah. um, which is a poor matchup, which... I kind of instantly uh, I lent towards the overs on that. Um, but there's a Rays-Yankees series starting on Tuesday. Uh, 
and the Rays, who are going along okay, um, 18 and 17, um, just taking the lead against the Athletics. Um, but the Rays are a different team when they play the Yankees. Their eyes light up. Yeah, for some reason, I, I think no, I think that one of the things with the Yankees is that everybody wants to go out and beat the Yankees. They, they're then they're going to get their best effort from every every team that they play. You know, and uh, even though they're not the world champions or haven't been in a while, they still kind of have that target on the back because they are a historical good team that are the New York Yankees. So you're going to get your best effort from any team that they take on, you know, throughout the season. So, uh, you know, that that that's a, that's going to be a great AL East battle that we see here early on in the week <clears throat> to get our week started here. Yeah, as usual, the Rays, um, they like a tinker. They haven't named any starting pitchers for that series yet where the Yankees go Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Cole on Wednesday, Jameson Tyone on Thursday. Um, yeah, so that'll be that'll be an interesting series to watch, certainly. Um, and there was one other um, series I picked out, which was oh the Angels with the Astros, yeah. and it was really one. It was one matchup actually, um, and it was Shohei Otani versus mm-hmm. Lance McCullers. Uh, now that's okay. the sort of matchup you want to go and watch. Yeah, I mean, I think the Angels were in town a while, what last week or the week before. I, I, they didn't have Mike Trout in that series because I think he was battling some type of forearm injury or, or arm That's injury. That's right, yeah. He, he got hit, hit by, by a pitch and sat so. out. I think he sat, he sat out one weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if that was the Astros one. Yeah, so the Angels are back in town again. Um, I think they kick it off tomorrow night, so it'll be a national game with uh, Alex Cobb taking on Luis Garcia tomorrow night. And then Tuesday, like you mentioned, uh, Otani versus uh, Lance McCullers. And then Wednesday, it is Andrew Haney versus Jose or Katie. So uh, definitely a big series coming up between these two AL, uh, AL West uh, division rivals. So that, that's going to be another interesting uh, series to watch. I think another sneaky good one might be the Cardinals taking on the Brewers. Um, you know, those like we talked about with the NL Central Division, uh, this might be one of those series that, you know, is having to have major impact or or implications for the division title, right? And um, like I have said, I think that this division and like some of the others are going to come down to maybe that last week where some of the every game that they kind of play against each other are going to be important. So I think that's another good series that I wanted to mention between um, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Absolutely, yes. If you haven't played on underdog fantasy you have to check it out their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around including their best ball mania 2 tournament where you can win one million dollars plus you can play a number of games involving parlay and player props for mlb the nba and more they also have a special nba playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn don't forget to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Um, parley and player props wasn't easy to say there, Moonaf. Uh, I'm quite impressed with myself. Um, <laughs> right, so picks time. Uh, we did all right last week. We need to back it up, Moonaf. Yes. We're only as good as our latest picks. Uh, so that's forgotten about and... Um, right, go on. You can start. We need uh, a lock and a dog. Tell us what you've fetched out. 
Um, I saw your show notes uh, with with uh, Lopez taking on uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks here this week, and I I'll, I'll uh, I agree with you on that one. I'll, we'll double lock that one, but I still have another one um, for for this week, and that's going to go with Dallas Keuchel taking on the Minnesota Twins on Wednesday. Um, you know, this might be a heavier juice game. So maybe take a look at a parlay piece for, for another game, maybe do an open parlay between, uh, my dog and, and, uh, oh, sorry, my lock and, and Malcolm's lock here, but Dallas Keiko taking on the twins on Wednesday. Um, you know, Keiko since, um, 2018 against the Royals quickly want to rattle a little off. I like looking at these historical data against what a pitcher has done, previous seasons against a team and in 2018 two starts for Dallas Keuchel 12 innings pitch he gave up 12 hits but only two runs zero were earned runs he gave a uh, had 11 strikeouts in those two starts 2019 one start six inning pitch three hits three earned runs he had 12 strikeouts in that start and then last season in two starts 10 10 um uh, 10 and a third innings pitched I believe he only gave up nine hits, two earned runs, and four strikeouts in those two starts. So I think that success uh, will continue this week for Dallas Keiko against the Minnesota Twins. J.A. Happ is the um, opposing pitcher for um, the Twins. Sorry, the White Sox will be facing uh, J.A. Happ in that, in that game. So, you know, Happ, if you look at his numbers – it's off to a pretty good start, but if you kind of dig deeper, he hasn't really played or he hasn't really faced the hardest hitting teams or the better hitting teams. He's faced the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are number 22 in batting average, Detroit, one of the worst teams, and then Cleveland that we've talked about. They've had an offensive struggle. So three of those wins have come against those teams. Um, and again, White Sox, we talked about this in the Slack channel, are absolutely crushing left handed pitching right? White Sox number one in batting average versus lefties at 302 and they're six and one this season against lefties. So I will back Dallas Keuchel as a lock this week um, against the Twins on Wednesday. And then my dog, um, I'm going to go with Andrew Haney against the Astros. I know you talked about this is a big series or homestand for the Astros to kind of, you know, get back into this AL West division um, uh, competition at least to get back into first place. Right now they're two and a half games back, but you take a look at um, Andrew Haney's numbers against the Astros. He's already had one start this season uh, on Friday, April 23rd. He went six in the third inning, two hits, one earned run, 10 strikeouts. And then in 2019, two starts against the Astros, nine in the third innings pitch, 14 hits, only gave a four earned runs and had 10 strikeouts in that time. So I think that success will continue for him. If the Angels are going to get a game from this Astros uh, team in this series coming up early this week, I think that's going to be the one that you want to keep an eye on for the Angels. So I think both of my games do, again, go on Wednesday. Um, so, again, the lock will be Dallas Keiko against the Twins, and the dog will be Andrew Henney against the Astros on Wednesday. And I do agree with your lock coming up also. I'll let you get into that. Well, you have presented a watertight case for both both of them, Munaf. Love it. Um, yeah, um, Pablo Lopez against Madison Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks. Um, Tuesday night, I think this is. Um, mm. Lopez, he's got a 2.04 ERA um, so far this season, but hasn't got a win. He's, he's 0-2, um, which is... 
uh, rather unfortunate, really. Um, he held Arizona um, to one, which was an unearned run uh, across five innings last time out. This is the second straight time that he's that he's faced them. Yep. Uh, Bumgarner's been going all right for the Diamondbacks. He had the seven inning no hitter, um, but he does have a four point nine one. ERA um, that was up up around eight, eight and a half. We actually we locked him up uh, in that no hitter that he won against the Braves. Um, but I think Pablo Lopez is due, uh, and the D back. I'm not I've, I'm not a big fan of the D backs. I think they're I think they're a poor side. Uh, I've watched quite a lot of them this week, uh, yeah. so I think Lopez can get get the job done there. Um, my dog is from the Nationals Philly series. Uh, and this is also Wednesday. Both of mine are going on, on Wednesday night. And it was uh, it was John Lester pitching for the Nationals against Zach Wheeler. Um, so Zach Wheeler, the Philly stood. This is going to make the price for the Nationals in Leicester. The Nationals, like we say, they've, they've, they've hung in with New York and been unlucky, uh, mm. touched off by one run uh, quite a lot um, over the last few days. Uh, John Lester has an eight and one record against the Phillies. Um, Wheeler's gone eight plus in his last two starts. So I mean, I'm not fading Wheeler at all, but I'm going to call out. I'm I'm, I'm calling out a shorter start uh, for Zach Wheeler. I think there might be a little bit of fatigue from those two long outings, uh, and Lester's going to ride that eight and one. And I think he'll be a, he'll be a decent price uh, for a Nationals team who, who've been who've been competitive and a little bit un- unlucky lately. Uh, Philly's been hitting, um, but I think Lester will get that done. So I'll take um, Lopez and the Miami Marlins as my lock to beat the D-backs. And I'll take John Lester and the Nationals to beat the Phillies on uh, both on Wednesday night. Um, so as the week goes on, obviously we'll be getting more prices and more probable pitches listed. Uh, we'll be making our picks on tally site. Uh, so if you get across to tallysite.com, uh, you see all the SGPN analysts there. Uh, like we said, ride the hot hand. Will Merman at the moment has been absolutely flying. And if you go to the SGPN website um, and click on the MLB toggle at the top, uh, all the picks are embedded on the site. Um, the DFS daily game, uh, we're still having a little $2 when it takes all game as well. Um, quite good trash talk a little bit of banter mm-hmm. I won I won last night I'll tell you what I mentioned to you last week well in fact it was Thursday when Will Merman was on uh, about Kyle Hendricks and the strained relationship I have with Kyle Hendricks yeah. uh, and if I've got nothing riding on him I'm happy to watch him uh, but if I do something terrible always happens and I went for my usual stars and scrub system so I went Jacob DeGrom off the top of the list and I went Kyle Hendricks off the bottom of the list and what was it four earned runs in the first inning for Hendricks? Yeah. Um, absolutely sods though. Like I really, really should learn a lesson there. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on the rest of the week. Um, Moon, after you have anything that the people need to know about, anything you need to add? No, that's it. I mean, uh, I have uh, we have the last week of the NBA regular season uh, coming up this week. I know we have some big plans for a big show with myself, Zach, and Dan, and. Uh, just make sure to check out our all of our other um, podcasts on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. You know, we have a great MMA um, podcast with Jeff Fox and his co-host, and then obviously our golf guys with 
with Boston Capper and Steve Shermer. I mean, those guys are cranking out podcasts and then getting winners and make sure to get into our Slack channel as usual. A lot of stuff going on there from top shot to basketball to MMA to tennis. I know Will Mormon and, and John Lee are killing it in tennis. Um, so, you know, a lot of winners going on. So make sure to get into to the, uh, to the, our, uh, our Slack channel and uh, make sure to, you know, follow us on, on Twitter. You can find me at SportsNerd824. I usually post my NBA picks and, and MLB picks. So make sure to check us out there. And you can find uh, Malcolm on Twitter also, right, Malcolm? Yeah, I'm at uh, Mal underscore B underscore sport. We've got the Preakness coming up next Saturday. I don't know if I mentioned, but I picked the winner of the Kentucky Derby uh, last weekend for the boys at 20 to 1. Um, I can't remember if I've mentioned that or not. So we're going <laughs> for the whole we're going for the whole triple crown. So next Saturday, we're going to take down the second level of the Preakness. So I'm going to get my article done early in the week, uh, work that one out put the article up and then I'll normally have a chat with Sean and Ryan. Um, so all the information and we can watch, watch the ponies next Saturday night as well. Uh, get us another winner. Um, there we go. So yeah. That wraps it up. Thank you very much. Moon off. It's been fun for joy. Uh, thank you for joining me. And it's been mother's day where you are today. Did you say your mom? I did. You know, we had a nice lunch and I got her a nice little gift there and, you know, shout out to all the moms that are out there. Happy mother's day. Um, I, I mean, you know, moms, I, I, I don't even have any words how special they are. And uh, they do so much for, for, for their children and even their husbands. And, you know, <laughs> it, it's just an attribute to, 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 to all the moms out there. So happy Mother's Day from, from myself and Malcolm. And I uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed your Mother's Day. But, you know, I think Mother's Day is something that should be celebrated every single day. Well, I had a little panic today because it's not Mother's Day in this country. Okay. But the first thing I did this morning was look on the MLB website and it was full of Mother's Day stuff. And I thought, oh, shit, I've got nothing. <laughs> I was I was jumping in the car to go and buy Petrol Station flowers for me, mom. I thought I'd, I thought I'd messed it up. And it just turns out we have a different day in this country. Uh, oh, yeah. So I got away with that one after a mild panic. Uh, yeah, I uh, echo everything you say there, Moonaf. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, we look forward to seeing how our picks unfold this week uh, we'll record on Thursday uh, with the usual look forward to the weekend action uh, thanks for listening everybody enjoy your week and we'll see you down the road